TII Item 211, February 8th, 2012. WD-40 is not your friend. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Holly for sending in the music you hear in the background. Holly wrote, Hi, Rob. I just made a song with GarageBand on my iPhone, and I wanted you to hear it. Regards, Holly. Well, thanks, Holly, for sending the music in. And folks, I will try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Ben for sending in the artwork for today's show. Ben wrote, Hi, Rob. I finally got a stylus for my iPad. Here is some artwork I created with Sketchbook Pro on my iPad. Regards, Ben. Well, Ben, thanks again for sending in this artwork. Folks, you can see Ben's artwork in the TI app in the extras for episode 211. Or if you subscribe via iTunes as the album artwork and also as a standalone post in the VIP section. And I'll try to get it up on Google Plus and Facebook as well. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Still, the iPod, iPhone, and iPad are all some of the top-selling products in their categories, So why are people losing their faith in the money-making machine that is Apple? Maybe it's because they've done it all. What is there left for Apple to do? Sure, there will be upgrades, a third and fourth generation iPad, a new Mac OS, but there aren't any new game-changing products that we know of on the horizon. Emily Knapp, Wall Street, Cheat Sheet, 24th of May, 2011. Okay, Emily. With Apple, you never know of any game-changing products before they're announced. That aside, Apple stock seems to be doing pretty well right now, at an all-time high as a matter of fact. Plus, when you look at the fact that Apple generated more profit last quarter from the iPhone product line alone than Microsoft did from all their product lines, it's, well, pretty amazing. Especially since five years ago, the iPhone had not even shipped yet. Actually, the iPhone product line also generated more revenue at $24 billion than all of Microsoft did at $21 billion last quarter. I like it a lot. I know it's amazing to think about that, but yes, the iPhone product alone is bigger than all Microsoft on all their product lines combined. And if you take the iPhone product line out of Apple, the rest of Apple is bigger than the rest of Microsoft. So when you think of Microsoft as this big behemoth, really, They're not even half the size of Apple, at least last quarter. Hey, Mark, please don't stop listening. And enjoy Vegas, by the way. I like it a lot. All right, let's get into promo codes. This week, we have promo codes for two apps. The first one is the app OnePost. Let's play the review from the dev. Hi, this is Jeff from Arkansas, and I'm the co-creator of a new app called OnePost. That's O-N-E-P-O-S-T. OnePost is a simple yet very useful app for anyone who posts to Facebook and Twitter. Let's say you've got some exciting news that you want to share on both your Facebook and Twitter accounts. With OnePost, you simply launch the app, write your post, and submit. OnePost then posts your update to both your Facebook and Twitter accounts at the same time, and will soon be adding Google Plus to the mix so you can post to all three accounts simultaneously. OnePost also supports posting pictures from your camera roll or by taking a picture with your device. Lastly, with OnePost, you can toggle between your Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus accounts right from within the app. So for all you social networking fans out there, please check out OnePost. It's only 99 cents in the App Store. Hey, and if that one sounds familiar, that's because we played that review on the last show. It was supposed to be in the promo section and, well, I messed things up. Anyway, Jeff, thanks for sending those promo codes for your app one post. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put one post in the subject line. I'll be giving these away sometime next week. The second one we have promo codes for is the app BudgetBow. Let's play the comments from the dev. Hey Rob, this is Larry and I'm the developer at Barking Ant Software. 
I just wanted to let you and your listeners know about a new app for the iPhone that I developed, which is now available on the App Store. The name of the app is BudgetBal. That's short for Budget Balance. It's a bit different from other budgeting apps in that it lets you not only track expenses, but it also lets you do budget forecasting in kind of a unique way. It's kind of like a single column spreadsheet where you can drag entries up or down and the running balance for each entry recalculates. This is particularly useful for doing budget forecasting. A couple of other nice things about this app is that it will format all currency entries and date and time entries in the correct format for whatever region your iPhone is set for. Anyway, the best way to see what's different about it is to go take a look at it on the App Store. The name again is Budget Bal. That's Budget-B-A-L from Barking Ant Software. Again, great podcast. Keep up the good work and thanks. Thanks, Larry, for sending those promo codes. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, Send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put budget bal in the subject line. Please send in one email for either one app or the other, but not for both. If you send in for both, no soup for you. As always, if you are an app developer, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please also include a 60-second or less audio review of your app, including that you are the dev up front. If you don't have promo codes to give away or if your app is free and you still want to get a review of your app up on the show, you can still send in a 60-second or less review of your app. Again, making sure you mention up front you are the dev and we'll work it into a future episode of the show, just not at the beginning. For those of you with the TI app, especially the Mac users, you would have received a push from me last week about not upgrading Lion to 10.7.3. Seems there was an issue some users, quite a few users, were getting when they updated where they could no longer open any apps on their Mac. Yeah, that would suck. Thanks to Jeff for the heads up on that one. Well, Apple has pulled that bad update and replaced it, so you are now good to update. I did the update today and all went well. And speaking of fixing things, if you were getting double push messages in the past, that should have been fixed as well, especially with that push, you should have only gotten one copy. And with today's show, you should also have only gotten one copy of the push. Per full and fair disclosure, I now own some Sprint stock to go along with my Apple stock. I do keep my investment positions listed in the About section on the todayinios.com website. Okay, into the news we go. One thing I have tried to do on the show is to only talk about Apple's legal fights if they, in fact, affect the end users. Well, this time in Germany, there actually was a ruling against Apple that forced them to remove their 3G iOS devices, the iPhones and the iPads, from sale on Apple's website in Germany. Apple has won a temporary reprieve of this injunction as of late last week, and once again, the 3G-enabled iOS devices are back for sale on the Apple site in Germany. This, according to the folks over at All Things D. There is also a pending legal fight in China, which may see Apple barred from selling the iPad, as you know the iPad, or per the name iPad. Seems Apple does not have the rights to the name iPad, even though they thought they had an agreement. Anyway, it's a long story that likely will be corrected with a check with lots of zeros. Thanks to Mark H. for the heads up on this next one, which has to do with squirting WD-40 into your iPhone, or in this case, definitely not squirting it in. I had seen a post about someone recommending this, and I just thought, um, no. So I moved on. But I guess someone or many someones took it seriously. Supposedly in the original article, it was reported that squirting WD-40 into your iPhone would help a bad home button. Again, uh, no. And the article at IMAR talks about how doing this could actually make things worse. Think? Yeah, definitely a bad idea. WD-40 and rusty bolts on a 57 Chevy? Sure, good combo. That makes sense. But on a sticky home button on an iPhone? No. Stick with putting in the 30-pin connector and slightly torquing it if you need to do something as previously mentioned on this show. I'm calling because I have this problem with the app where it's really fast. And I've checked all of my settings on the Stay and iPhone app, and I checked my settings in the phone, and no other podcast is having this problem. It's just that the voices are really fast, as if it's on fast forward.
And I would like it to be normal, even though it was faster listening to, it kind of is kind of kills it because I like your voice regular. Thanks for everything. Bye-bye. Thanks for the feedback. And actually what you are seeing is in the app, we have an option for variable playback speeds. So if you hit the play button on the app and you see it playing, in the upper right part of the play button, you'll see either it's saying half an X, one X, one and a half X, or two X. And in your case, I'm sure it's saying two X. If you tap there twice, you'll get it back to one X and that'll put it back to regular speed. So you can play back episodes at varying speeds, either again, half X, one X, one and a half X, or two X. So nothing wrong with the TI app. That's the way it's supposed to work. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. You asked about why listeners choose Hover so here's my story behind iGuy.tv. It's all about forwarding capabilities for me. A few years ago, I started a blog, wholelotofrob.com, which you can find at iGuy.tv slash blog. I created it to try to put all my scattered bits and bytes in one place that I had all over the web. Since that time, I've accumulated not just my office website and my blog, but Google+, Twitter, LinkedIn, my own podcast talking about Glaucoma, which is at iGuy.tv slash podcast, and over 20 other social links. Now, with the simple setup of a new domain with Hover, I created iGuy.tv with more than 20 redirects to easily get people to where they need to go to find me. In fact, by default, the Hover landing page of iGuy.tv has all those links listed for easy access. It's also possible to make some of these shortened links hidden for just me to use, Thanks for recommending Hover. Regards, Dr. R. Well, Dr. R, thank you for supporting our sponsor. And folks, if you go to tii.hover.com, that's tii.hover.com, you can get 10% off your domain names, registrations, just like Dr. R did. As I said before, if you have not registered your name or your kid's name, you need to protect their identity, even if all they ever do is forward it to their Facebook page. And guys and girls, know what is coming up next week? That's right, Valentine's Day. Sure, you can get him or her chocolate and flowers or diamonds. Boring! Rather, why don't you get him or her their own custom domain? Now that is romantic. Then when they get their custom domain, they or you can set it up so it forwards to their Pinterest page or their Facebook page. That's true love. Plus, you can do it from the comfort of your own home or sitting there at your work computer. Just go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com, and you get a 10% discount. So not only is it romantic, it's thrifty. I would love to hear why you are registering domain names. So if you registered with Hover, let me know a little about who, what, where, and why of said registration. Again, if you want to get your 10% discount, go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. Isn't it time for you to like registering domain names again? Thanks, Hover, for supporting this show. Back into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I installed iBook Update 2.0.1 Saturday, and that seems to have fixed the problems with Life on Earth iBook. Strange that for all my calls to Apple support, nobody could admit there was a known problem and that a fix was coming. Working through Life on Earth takes a bit of getting used to, but I would guess that things will improve over time. Regards, Dick from Cooper Harbor. Well, thanks, Dick, for the update. So if anyone is still having issues with iBook textbooks, make sure to update to iBook 2.0.1. Of course, it's a free update in iTunes. A few of you emailed me and sent me copies of text messages that you got that read, quote, Apple's looking for iPhone 5 testers. The first 1,000 users that go to yadayada.com and enter code uh, yada yada." will get to test and keep a new iPhone 5, unquote. That reminds me of the books my son reads that have a picture and ask you to find all the things wrong with the picture. One, iPhone 5. That is a key there that is something is wrong, as it's not been announced by Apple what it's going to be called, so you can pretty much eliminate that Apple is choosing to announce the name of the next iPhone via text message just to you. Two, testers. Apple does not use external testers. Well, not intentionally. They barely use internal testers, especially after that whole iPhone lost in a bar fiasco. Three, you get to keep the iPhone. Yeah, free iPhone. That is not going to happen anytime soon. 
Anyway, for those that asked, yes, this is spam. And sending a text to that site will likely do very bad things to you. I really, really, really hope no one listening to this show was so naive to think that this was even remotely legit. Oh, really? You did? Um, yeah. Hey Rob, this is Max, giving a call to review a product uh, you mentioned back in December on episode 204, the Glowing Logo Mod Kit. Uh, as I recall, you had ordered yours, but you are going to wait until the warranty on your phone expired before you installed it. Since then, I haven't heard any other callers give their review, so I wanted to pass on my experience with the installation and the use of this mod kit. First, I'll mention I have a computer repair service and I do repairs on iPhones, iPods, iPod Touches, and iPads. So I am familiar with the inside of these devices and I am uh, comfortable working on them. Uh, in my opinion, this is not a mod kit for a novice, nor anyone who lacks patience, nor anyone who is not willing to risk damaging their iPhone during the installation. There have been some reports of logic boards being shorted, LCD screens being blown, uh, Wi-Fi connection issues, and uh, other oddities, but uh, in my opinion this is uh, based on the fact that the installer did not watch the installation video provided by the uh, manufacturer uh, and mainly they probably may not have disconnected the battery prior to installing the uh, LED light panel. Uh, there are two components required for this kit, the LED panel with two wires and a glass uh, replacement back with a clear Apple logo. It took me right about an hour to install the kit. Overall, uh, most of the time was spent on uh, proper placement of the LED panel to ensure a proper fit of the back glass. I've installed this on the iPhone 4 and the 4S, and I've uh, had no reports from any of my customers having issues with it, nor um, have I experienced any issues. Uh, two of the main questions that are generally asked are, does it uh, drain the battery and does it create excessive heat? I would have to say no to both of those. I think uh, the overall benefits based on the amount of compliments and attention that this uh, mod kit will draw do outweigh the potential risks for someone who is comfortable with installing the kit. Uh, it is reversible and it can be taken out if needed. Since the uh, logo uh, mod kit is no longer available from the manufacturer, there are resellers. I purchased mine from uh, myimods.com. That's M-Y, letter I, M-O-D-S.com. Price on it was 62 plus shipping. And um, I've, overall, I'm happy with this. There are several reviews from other websites and on YouTube. So anyone interested in possibly purchasing this item uh, should go and look those up pretty cool it definitely sets the iphone apart and thank you rob for your show and for all your listeners and for everything that uh, they bring and you bring to the iphone community thank you very much max max thanks for the review of that and some explanations there max also mentioned an email to me that he is now a reseller of these kits so just want to add that piece in there so you understand that max is now a reseller of that um that said i do have the kit it did come I have not installed it on my iPhone. I got the white one for my white iPhone 4S, and I got it with the Apple, um, where Steve Jobs' face is in the Apple. So it's not just the glowing logo, it's the glowing Apple logo with Steve Jobs in it, because the glowing logo by itself was just not geeky enough for me. I had to add the Steve Jobs part in there too. Right now, the main reason I haven't installed it yet, time. Once I get some, I plan to install it. I am someone that feels pretty comfortable with electronics, but I would also mention to you this. If you're going to install this kit or open up your iPhone ever, make sure you're at a place where there's no static. Uh, you have a place to ground yourself so that you remove any static. So you want to be on like a wood floor. You don't want to be on carpet. You don't want to be on a uh, floor mat on top of carpet. You want to be on a nice wood floor or a wood table. You want to be someplace where there's not going to be a static buildup and you want to have leather soled shoes. And you, so just take good static precautions. Um, a good thing to do is if you have a uh, laptop, uh, plug it in, have it connected with the power supply and have it plugged in with a three-prong adapter and touch the case of that so that will short, uh, ground you out and help remove some static. So 
removing static charge from you is one good way to avoid a potential problem when you open it up. You don't want to fry your iPhone. Back into the news, more charts and stats from Asimco with regards to cell phone and smartphone sales and profits. Apple is now up to 9% of the cell phone market. Not smartphone, but cell phone market. If you want some good perspective on those numbers, that 9%, go back and listen to episode two, episode two of Today and iPhone. At that time, it was Today and iPhone. It's in the RSS feed. Go back and listen to episode two. It's only about 24 minutes. I used to keep the episode shorter back then. Plus, the iPhone wasn't out yet. Listen to some predictions that were talked about and made in that episode. I think it's well worth it. I recently had a listener call in and, um, from Australia, and he mentioned that he was listening to some of the older episodes and, and pointed out episode two and some predictions there. Okay. That said, per profits in the cell phone market, okay, Apple is 9% of the sales unit-wise. Per profits, Apple now garners 75% of the profits generated by all cell phone makers worldwide. Samsung is second at 16%, which means everyone else only gets to 9% combined for cell phone profits. Wow. That does include Nokia, HTC, LG, RIM, and Motorola. So who has the money to do the R&D to ensure they have the best products in the future? That, of course, would be Apple. So a few different posts on this next one, which is a new feature that was found out about iPads when you split the keyboard. Also had a few of you email in, thanks. Seems that when the keyboard is split on the iPad, it is done so between the T and the Y, the G and the H, the V and the B. Well, it just so happens that if you go towards the middle of the split, just a little bit, and tap uh, off the keys, you will be getting a key result for the key on the other side. So for example, tap a key width to the left of the Y and you will hit a hidden T. Same goes for the other keys along the split. Again, this is for the iPad when the keypad is or keyboard is split. Thanks to the finerthings.com for the heads up on this one. An interesting Kickstarter project is one called Soulmate, S-O-L-M-A-T-E. It is an iPhone case that has a built-in battery, which is nothing new, you say. It also has a solar panel for solar charging, and to make sure they added something extra on top of that, it also has an inductive charging capability. But wait, there's more. So on top of all of those things, you can also charge it via the USB cable. So they combine the four key ways you can charge the iPhone into a single case. This project already has hit their goal of 30000 with over 38000 in pledge funding with about two weeks left to go. The cost of this case, as you might expect, is not cheap. It's $99. But if you travel a lot or use your phone a lot when away from the house, office, this is really a nice-looking case as far as capabilities go. Plus, the wireless charging is really nice. No need to plug into charge. Just drop it on the pad and go. I used to love my wireless charging on my iPhone 3GS. That case I had was, was one of my favorite. And when you combine that, too, with the wireless sync, it's a nice combo. Check out the link in the show notes for Soulmate Charger for the iPhone at Kickstarter over today on iOS.com in the show notes for episode 211. Thanks, Atash, for the heads up on this next one, which is an article about the company Gluco that went a different route for raising money for their project, which is a glucose meter iPhone app project. They went the venture capital route and raised $3.5 million. Sweet. No pun intended. The company's meter sync cable lets users share data between meters and the iOS app. The app is called Gluco Logbook, and it is free in the App Store. I should point out that Gluco is supplying the cable and the app, and the cable works with many meters already on the market. Look for the link in the show notes titled Gluco Raises 3.5 Million. And you can see if your glucose meter, if you're someone that has one or if you have a loved one that has one, will work with their cable. Hi, Rob. This is Tony from San Francisco. I heard that you are interested in the Nike band, but there is an alternative that you may want to consider. It's the Fitbit Ultra. 
It is a um, clip-like um, pedometer. Actually, it's an intelligent pedometer. It could count the number of steps you've taken, uh, flight of stairs you've climbed, how far you've traveled, uh, estimate your uh, calorie burn, and then it sums it all up by giving you an active score, which is something similar to what Nike is trying to do. Now, the good thing about this is it has now got an app. And with the app, um, you could actually input what you've been eating throughout the day, uh, what kind of activities you've done, uh, how much water you've consumed, and then at the end of the day, you can sync it with the uh, your computer. Uh, that's the only bad thing is that the, uh, the Fitbit Ultra still has to be synced to your computer daily. Uh, in order to load all the information back down. Although it will keep the information for several days, the battery license to be pretty good. The Ultra is like a clothespin um, type. And it could clip into your pocket, keep it uh, in your shirt pocket or your pants pocket. It does come with a clip attachment and also like something like a sweatband where you could put your uh, Fitbit in and it will monitor your sleep at night to see how well you're sleeping, how many times you're awake. So all in all, it's a good alternative, and it's usually about 99 bucks from uh, anywhere from Best Buy to Amazon. Give it a try. Uh, I've been using it for about a month, and I'm very happy with it. Tony, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. We've contacted you before regarding our iOS game Bombard, and eagerly listened to every show to hear your thoughts about it. Since we haven't heard anything, we must assume that you haven't tried it out yet. Even though we have reduced the price of Bombard to celebrate our latest update, we now send you guys a new batch of promo codes for you to enjoy. Sincerely, Eric Strom, Reaper Production. Hi, Eric. Thanks for the promo code. Sadly, I have not yet tried out the app. Please believe me, I do get a lot of these, and whenever someone sends me a promo code for a single promo code for me to review on the show, I do download the app just so that I have it for future review. But folks, if anyone out there is interested in trying out the app Bombard, it's a game. You can look it up in iTunes, B-O-M-B-A-R-D, and are willing to call in a review to help me out on this one, let me know and send an email to todayinios.com with Bombard in the title, and I'll send you a promo code. Well, at least until the four promo codes run out. Back to the emails. Hi, Rob. I'm looking for the perfect note taker, a program that will allow typing and handwriting capture audio capture, and pictures. It would be great if this app would also allow you to take notes on a PDF, highlight a PDF, and allow the document to be re-emailed out. Any suggestions regard Jeff? And Jeff, I will throw that one out to the audience. I, I know we've talked in the past about note-taking apps, but that was at least like 18 months ago. So maybe there is something new or improved out there. All you students out there, what is your favorite note-taking app, and do you know of any that meets all of Jeff's requirements? Not that he had many there. As always, you can call in that feedback to 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or you can record it on your iOS device and email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm interested in jailbreaking my iPhone, but still have some questions. For example, what happens after I jailbreak and I've installed some city apps and a new version of iOS comes out? let's say iOS 5.1. Then let's say a week later, they come out with a jailbreak for that version. How does one go about upgrading to 5.1 and then re-jailbreak? How do you back up your Cydia apps and then restore them? When you go to upgrade to 5.1, will there be an issue at all upgrading or will you need to un-jailbreak first? Thanks, David. David, first you bring up a good point or some good points about iOS 5.1, which is expected any day now or one would assume any day now. The first thing iOS 5.1 will do is break the current jailbreak for iOS 5.0.1. So if you do jailbreak, do not repeat, do not upgrade to iOS 5.1. Even if it promises you unicorns and unlimited Twinkies, stay away from iOS 5.1 if you're a jailbreaker. Per a new jailbreak being available in a week. Um, yeah, no. But eventually it will be available. And when it is, you will likely need to upgrade first to iOS 5.1 and then re-jailbreak. And in doing so, you will lose uh, all the city apps that you had installed and all the settings. Uh, so you will need to reinstall them and reset everything up. As Tash writes, quote, Hi Rob, just wanted to recommend for first-time jailbreakers uh, that they install the app uh, apt backup. 
I accidentally uninstalled Cydia. All I had to do was go to this app and restore it. Very handy, unquote. And what Tash is talking about is a free Cydia app called Apt Backup. That's one word, A-P-T, Backup. What it will do is it backs up a list of your apps, and then when you need to run it, it will reinstall all of your apps. It will not back up your springboard, and it's just for using after a fresh iTunes restore installation. Now, that all said, another thing you need to do is when you first open Cydia, or the next time you open Cydia, go to Manage Account. There you can log in with your Facebook or Google account. Once you log in, you'll be asked about linking your device to your account. Do this. Then any purchases you make, you can get again once you do your next update. And, of course, at the next update, you'll go in and you'll link again to the device. Anyway, you will not need to repurchase apps each time you read Jailbreak. So you only have to pay for an app one time in Cydia. I know that's a question that people ask me from time to time. So, again, just... Download it, pay for it one time, make sure your account's linked to your phone, your device, and then the next time you re-jailbreak and upgrade, you can get those apps again. And I should point out, the last beta for iOS 5.1 was beta 3 that was released to the devs, and that was back on January 9th. That's over four weeks ago. And that is a long time for no new beta or Goldmaster or release to the masses. So iOS 5.1 is really, really overdue. And even if you do not jailbreak, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you do not update the first hour, day, weekend when it's released. Servers are slammed and you never know what issues are about. Take the conservative route and wait until I talk about it on the show. But if you do jump in with both feet and eyes fully closed, call it a leap of faith, your feedback is needed for the first show after the release. So make sure you send that feedback in after you do that upgrade to 5.1. This is Larry in Chicago. I'm wondering if you or your listeners could help me with a problem I'm having with the absence jailbreak. I've got an iPhone 4S that I'm able to jailbreak, but my problem is I'm using PDA Net to tether my iPad 1 to my iPhone. And every time I use it, it works great. But then when I try to close out the, the PDA Net app, my iPhone runs like it's running slower than the Edge Network. I don't know what it is. I've tried restoring from factory settings and then jailbreaking. Uh, I thought it was a conflict of other apps, other jailbroken apps, but that was I put only that one on. I even uninstalled PDA Net, had it jailbroken, and uninstalled PDA Net, and it was still doing. I don't know if anyone else is seeing this problem. I'd appreciate you or your listeners' help. Thanks a lot. Bye. Larry, I do not know what's going on there with you. I haven't seen that issue or had that issue with PDA Net. So I'm going to throw this one out to the audience. If anyone else has had a similar issue to what Larry had and has a solution, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Larry in Chicago again. Oh, back. I forgot to tell you. Hey, uh, I don't know if you remember, I called back about a month ago talking about AT&T hitting up people when they're going over two gigabytes to throttle them. And I talked about how I have all the different AT&T services, so they weren't bothering me. I would go anywhere from eight gigs to 12 gigs a month in my usage when I was tethering with a with my jailbroken iPhone 4. I just hit the two gigabyte mark this month, wham! I got the text message that, you know, they're going to watch next month. And when I hit it, they're going to throttle me. And I called them up and started yelling and screaming about how I spend almost $400 a month on AT&T and da, 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 da. And they pretty much told me this time they don't care. I told them I was going to take my Uber's business elsewhere and my internet business elsewhere and my home phone business elsewhere. And they didn't care. So something must have changed with AT&T corporate because they don't care anymore. They say either go on a tiered plan or we're going to send you the snail's pace. Thanks for all you do, Rob. Bye. Thanks to Ramon for the heads up on this next one. And this is about Apple and TV, or more precisely about Steve Jobs' comments on cracking the modern TV UI issues. And well, to get even more specific, it is about an executive at Samsung that basically said, oh, no, he did not. Seems Mr. Philip Newton, director of audiovisual for Samsung Australia, told the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, when Steve Jobs talked about 
he's cracked it. He's talking about connectivity. So we've had that in the market already for 12 months. It's nothing new. It was new for them because they didn't play in this space. It's old news as far as the traditional players are concerned, and we have broadened that with things like voice control and touch control. The remote control for these TV has a touchpad, unquote. How many are willing to bet that when Apple finally rolls out their solution for TV with the controls that Steve claimed to have cracked, that Mr. Newton at Samsung is going to look a little silly? I fully expect that Apple will release a TV product sometime in the next 18 months, um, and it's going to be something much more than the Apple TV hockey puck that we have now. It'll be something with drop-dead simple, even my wife and my mother can figure out controls more than just the TV, and it will integrate iOS into it as well, so that way we can talk about it on the show. At least that is what I am hoping for and expecting again sometime probably in the next 18 months. I don't know if it'll happen this year. We'll see. Okay, this next story is really just an excuse for me to say congrats to the New York Giants for winning the Super Bowl. Oh, congrats to the New York Giants for winning the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl this year was a game where the play on the field was really quite superior to the ads running between the plays. One long 90-second ad that for this show is worth noting is the Samsung ad for the Samsung Note. Overall, I don't get the Samsung ads making fun of iPhone users. My only thought is they realize if you are using an iPhone, you're likely never going to use a Samsung and be a Samsung user. So what the heck, let's make fun of them. The commercial is best summed up at the end when the only character of reason, who is still sitting in line, says, that was over the top. Per the Samsung product itself, all you really know about it is you get a stylus for using it, uh, or for use with it. It's not known if the stylus is required or recommended. But really, all the other features they showed for the Samsung product are already available, you know, shooting video and doing video chats already on the iPhone 4S and really on the iPhone 4 going back to June of 2010. Actually, it tries to dig at Apple saying, quote, the next big thing is already here, unquote. Except unless they mean the product Samsung showed throughout the ad, the Samsung Note, which is not actually already here, as it does not launch until February 19th. Just saying. If you are not someone that sits online for Apple product, does the commercial actually make you want the Samsung product? Or does it just remind you that no one waits in line for Samsung's products? The whole anti-line waiting campaign just reeks of jealousy on Samsung's part. Oh, and did we mention that Apple makes 75% of the cell phone market profits? Not seeing these commercials change in that anytime soon. In what is clearly another bad week for RIM, we see two major defections from RIM to iOS. First is that Halliburton has told their employees that they will be transitioning from Blackberries to iPhones. This after looking also at Android. Halliburton said they, quote, determined that the iOS platform offered the best capabilities, controls, and security for application development, unquote and that supporting multiple platforms is not currently seen as a feasible option. So 70,000 employee strong Halliburton will walk or run away from its 10-year relationship with RIM for iOS. The other major blow to RIM, at least in my household, is my wife has decided to turn in her BlackBerry for my old iPhone 4. Yep, a bad week for RIM indeed. Howdy, Rob. Drew in Amarillo, Texas. I think you hit the nail on the head with your Foxconn rant. They're just over-publicizing all of it, and it's all to get it who's number one. You know, whenever you're number one, there's a lot of hate at the top. Nothing we can do about it but move on. Rob, appreciate all you do for the community. Love the show. Have a great day. Drew, thanks for your feedback. From the Google Plus bag, hi, Rob. I don't see how jailbreaking is any different from using non-GM parts on your GM car or non-IBM peripherals on your IBM computer. Both manufacturers tried and failed to affect controls this way. Regard, Skip Sears. Okay, Skip, now you are just talking crazy talk. How dare you bring logic into this argument? Hi, Rob. I just wanted to let you and your listeners know not to install the Cydia app that makes Siri hands-free if they use their phone in a car with Bluetooth hands-free system. It says talking always, 
and you cannot listen to any music on your phone via the Bluetooth. This is because it always is listening for the keyword Siri. I messed with my iPhone 4S when I jailbroke it, hooking it to the new Prius factory Bluetooth system. Regards, David and Springfield Mo. David, thanks for the heads up on using the Cydia app hands-free control and issues with your Bluetooth hands-free in your car. Back into the email bag. Hi Rob, I recommend a free app called EXIF and IPTC Metadata Browser, which gives all the info about a photo, including verification of a date. I had this situation where IKEA wanted photos of damage taken on an iPhone after assembly and discovery of dents in order to receive a scratch and dent discount. On January 29th, the manager told me there was no proof that I did not damage the table that I bought on November 16th. I made a call to Apple Help. On the spot, was told to download a free app called EXIF and IPTC Metadata Browser, which gave all the info and date. The manager of IKEA accepted this and gave the discount. Thanks for the show. Regards, Cindy. Cindy, thanks for the heads up on that. I can also see that being used where, no, honey, really, that was pictures taken with another girl before I even met you. Of course, depending on what those pictures were of, she might not even be around by the time the app downloads. Hi, Rob. It's Jim from Akron, Ohio. Hey, listen, I love the show, and, and uh, thanks for all the great tips. I got an issue going on, and I wondered if you or one of your listeners listeners might be able to help me out. I frequently travel and download a lot of podcasts on my iPhone directly, you know, from hitting the get more episodes button. I ran into a problem. There's a weird thing that's been going on for a while now, but uh, I tried to download uh, a couple of episodes of an ESPN podcast that were over 20 meg and they wouldn't download. And I got an error message, but the podcasts are still on my phone, or at least the icons, and it's says they're there and uh they didn't download obviously and the the circle is there telling me that nothing has downloaded and uh, i try to swipe delete them they're not there they're, you know there's the swipe won't come up i go to the itunes app on the phone and go to the more section where the download would be and they're not sitting there queued up to download I tried re-downloading them through the app on the iPhone, and they tell me they're already downloaded when I, uh, I go to that section of the app. And I also tried downloading them on iTunes and uh, then syncing the phone, and they, they don't sync up. If I download them on iTunes and sync the phone, both, of, both episodes, both copies of the episode are there, one of them fully downloaded and the other one with a circle. So I... Just thought I'd throw that out and see if uh, there's anybody out there that can tell me how to get rid of them. I don't know how much space they're taking up, but like I said, I've even just uh, unchecked the uh, podcast so uh, it won't sync to the phone anymore, and, and that doesn't do it. So any suggestions, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Jim, sorry to hear of your issues, and even more sorry to say I'm not sure what you need to do there. So I'm going to let anyone out there who's come across a similar issue and has found a solution, if you know what Jim can do here to fix it, please give us a call, 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG. GigaOM has an article I just had to read, and it was titled, Seven Signs That Android is Faltering as iOS Strengthens. That is a true link-bait article if I've ever saw one, and I'm sure someone else We'll put one out that is the reverse of that, such as seven reasons that iOS is faltering and Android is strengthening, or something like that, if it hasn't already been done. But one point in the article that they had here that I really like was point number three. Quote, the top three smartphones are all iPhones. This data point comes from NPD on Monday. Of the top five smartphones sold in the U.S., in the last quarter of 2011, the top three are all iPhones. Samsung's Galaxy S2 and Galaxy S4G took the fourth and fifth spots, unquote. And the reason Samsung Galaxies took the fourth and fifth place is because Apple only was selling three iPhones, the 4S, the 4, and the 3GS. So Apple is hogging up the profits and the top sales spots. Greedy, greedy, greedy. Siri has been making cameos on TV shows, like its recent cameo on Big Bang Theory. But there is one YouTube video titled Psycho Siri that she is actually has the lead role. 
Thanks to Chris in London for the heads up on this one. Look for the video link in the show notes titled Psycho Siri YouTube for episode 211 over at todayoniOS.com. I would not be as surprised at all to find out that video was inspired or based on a nightmare from someone that works at Research in Motion. Another week, another app that's been discovered to have tethering capabilities that is then removed from the App Store. This time it is, or more accurately was, the app iRandomizer Numbers, which when you entered a starting number of 1984 and a max number of 31337, and then tapping on the Generate button would reveal a tethering network configuration screen. Sadly, you are hearing this post the fact, and it was a 499 app, so I did not feel comfortable sending out a push on this. The developer in this case said he has just added that feature for friends and family and did not expect anyone would make the info public. Oh! With friends and family like this. Well, anyway, public it did go, and within 24 hours of hitting the blog circuit, someone at Apple was alerted to this app, and it was yanked. I'm guessing that is how long it took one of the carriers to send a nasty email to Apple and say, please take it down. Something tells me this is not the last Easter egg in an app we'll be reporting on. Thanks to David and a whole bunch of others for the heads up on this next one, which is per the results of a study done by Criticism, which offers up a real-time crash reporting SDK for iOS and Android apps. What they found is that iOS apps tend to crash more than Android apps, and that apps running on iPhones with iOS 5.0.1 crash the most. The theory on why this may be is that the data is from November and December, and that iOS 5.01 was still relatively new at that time, and many app devs had not had a chance to optimize their apps for the latest version. The other reason, which is my theory on this, is that the app devs that are having issues with their apps crashing may be using the service to troubleshoot their apps, and since they first develop for iOS, many issues in coding are worked out on the iOS side before they start developing and porting over for Android, which is also kind of rooted out in the data that there is a 3 to 1 ratio of iOS apps launched versus Android apps launched in the study. Or again, it could just be that iOS is more unstable than Android and that all the user experience and reports out there are wrong. Just saying. Hi, Rob. This is Ethan in Atlanta. Wanted to give you a call about everybody reaching the 5% uh, percent, uh, highest uh, 5% uh, percent of users uh, with AT&T on the data plans. I reached that myself uh, the other day, and I guess they said that they were not going to throttle my feeds this month because it was a warning, but did a search and discovered a app called Onavio, O-N-A-V-O, that was a free app that gets good reviews on uh, CNET and other sites that apparently is a proxy app that decreases the amount of data you use on 3G uh, with AT&T. So it goes through their proxy service and uh, compresses the amount you are uh, using on 3G. And it gets uh, very positive reviews, and it's free. So I'm giving it a try here, and I'll report back at the end of a month and see if it's cut down on my data usage. It's called Onavio, O-N-A-V-O, and it's free in the App Store. So hope it helps others too. Thanks, Rob. Keep up the excellent work with the podcast. Ethan, thanks for your call and look forward to hearing back from you on your experiences with that app. Into the email bag we go, and here is an email from a dev. Hi, Rob. I am the CTO of Joytunes. I hope you will find interest in our newly launched educational iPad app, which provides a fun and educational way to practice the recorder, that's the plastic flute, using the actual instrument as the controller to an iPad game. The app name is Recorder Master, and it is free in the App Store. It is, IMO, in my opinion, a fun and educational way to practice the recorder using the actual instrument as the controller. I hope your listeners that have the kids that are learning to play the recorder will check it out and find it helpful. Regards, Rory. 
Thanks, Rowie, for the nicely written email and polite tone. You would be amazed with some of the stuff I get. Anyway, back to your app, Recorder Master. Folks, if you have a kiddo that is learning to use the recorder and you have an iPad, let us know what you think about this app and if it helped. Back to the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. A question for the jailbreakers. I think there is an app that changes the case of the letters on the virtual keyboard. If you are in caps or not, the actual letters on the keyboard change when the caps are on or off. Does anyone know what is the name of that app? Regards, Levi. Levi, I did not find it, so I will throw that question out to the audience if anyone knows of the name of said app. Back into the email bag we go, and this is actually an email inside an email. The lower level email reads, Hi Skip, just heard you on the latest Today in iOS show. Ha! Always funny to hear people you know on the radio, or in this case podcast. We have three people, Barry, Ben, and Jack, all sharing the same computer and iTunes. Each time one of them logs on and holds the shift key as they click on iTunes icon, and the computer asks them which account they want to open. That way, everything is kept separate. Each person has their own set of music, photos, podcasts, etc. You just have to remember to open your own account before you sync your iPod or iPhone, or in your case, iPad. Regards, Lori. That was in an email from Skip. Skip then wrote, Rob, FYI, thanks for your help. Turns out my daughter-in-law heard episode 210 and replied to, great show, Skip. And that, folks, just made my day. Thanks, Skip, for sharing. Hi, Rob. This is Bob in Chicago. I'm new to the jailbreak community. I just recently got an iPhone 4S, and I jailbroke it using the Green Poison Absinthe. I wasn't able to get it to work on my device, so what I had to do was do a complete factory restore from the original factory settings. Problem is, I lost all my apps, some of my contacts, which were backed up to a previous version of the phone. Is there any way to get that back now that I could get my contacts? Or more importantly, I had a note app, Safe Note, that I had some notes saved in that are backed up under uh, previous backup. Um, I see that Green Poison has come out with a third version of Absinthe. Uh, I did mine on the second version. Maybe this would solve the problem if I was to restore my phone back to my old phone settings before I jailbreak. Would I then be able to jailbreak again um, using the version three that hopefully would work. Again, please bear with me. I'm new to this. I'm trying to get a grasp on it, but I'm sure there's probably quite a few new jailbreakers out there. Anything you could do to help would help. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Hi, Bob. It sounds like what you have an issue here is that after you did a restore, you did it to or reset, you've lost some of your settings that you have on a previous backup. So it sounds like you need to restore to a previous backup. Um, doing a full restore to a previous backup should wipe out your jailbreak. And then what you need to do is first and foremost, see once you do that, if you've gotten back the notes that you've lost. Uh, so if your notes are gone, yeah, definitely try to restore back to a previous backup. Once you got to that point, then do the absence, uh, the third version of it and do that jailbreak. The jailbreak should not lose your notes or anything else, settings like that. So when you do a jailbreak, you shouldn't be losing anything. Now, maybe there there was some issues with iBooks and some other things with the other ones. But again, first things first, and that is to restore now before iOS 5.1 comes out, to so do it to iOS 5.0.1 to a previous backup, and hopefully you'll get your notes back. Hey, Rob. I had an external device that I was using to attach to the internet using my first generation iPad. And the reason why I say had is because I can no longer find that device. I don't know where it is. I don't know if I left it somewhere or if somebody decided to remove it for me. Anyway, I'm trying to find out if there is some kind of a log on my um, iPad or even possibly on my iMac because I could have been using it with that as well to show me when the last time I would have connected to that Wi-Fi device as, um, 
as an external Wi-Fi connection. I would have connected to it via Bluetooth. So if you or any of your listeners happen to know where I can maybe dig into my machine and find that information, I would greatly appreciate it. By doing so, it will help me to figure out where I may have left it, and I can then call that place if it was a Starbucks or something like that. Thank you very much. Hope you're making it a great day. Jonathan, I'm going to send that one out to the more technical devs out there and let one of them hopefully call in with an answer for you. So if you know an answer to Jonathan's question there, please give us a call, 206-666-6364, 206-MOONDOG. I try not to link and report on press releases, as there are usually just so many, and most are biased and misleading. But I think this next one is worth mentioning. It is titled... Canon announces AirPrint printers. Well, that is how it is titled in my show notes, at least. Their actual title was much worse. Point is, Canon now offers printers that are AirPrint compatible with your iOS devices running iOS 4.2 or later. So no more being beholden to HP if you're looking for an AirPrint compatible printer. There is now some competition on the AirPrint side. I did reach out to them to see if they have any press units for testing. I will let you know what they say if they say anything. Thanks to Tash for this next one, which is an article on how iTunes Match works. And really, I'm not an iTunes Match fan. Sorry to all those that love it, but I just like having all my music on my iOS device at all times. I don't have a lot of music, obviously. But that said, I do know quite a few of you that have a lot of music and iTunes Match is designed for you. And this article talks about iTunes Match. And if you are interested in learning more, rather than me read the article verbatim or even try to sum it up, I will just say look for the link at todayinios.com in the show notes for episode 211 titled How iTunes Match Works. It's actually a really good article. So if you wonder what all this iTunes Match talk is, check out this article. One interesting item about iTunes Match from another article is that, by the way, that other article is also from Tash, is that iTunes Match is replacing songs with explicit lyrics with ones with clean lyrics. That would kind of suck if you were syncing up your FU song by CeeLo Green. The clean version just does not sound the same. Thanks to Tash also for this next one, which is an article that is titled, Looks Like We're All Suffering From App Burnout. From the article, quote, of smartphone owners, 68% open only five or fewer apps at least once a week, finds a survey by Pew Research, unquote. Okay, I wondered about this, so I quit all my apps yesterday before going to sleep, and now late the next night, looking through my iPhone, I opened 25 apps today. Heck, Looking at my three-and-a-half-year-old's iPhone, he had over 50 apps open. Just not sure how long that was for, but it was definitely less than a week. So not quite sure who is just opening five or fewer apps a week, but I'm guessing it is not many of you out there that are listening right now. Guess uh, this reminds us that most people are not as geeky as us. I challenge you, set a calendar reminder for seven days from now, then close out all your open apps, And then a week from now, count all your open apps and then email me to tell me how many apps that you had opened. It'd be interesting to see what the average listener of TII opens in a week app-wise. And of course, send that info to todayinios at gmail.com if you do that. Thanks for the heads up on this next one. Go out once more to Tash. Back in early October, I think it was, we mentioned about getting a bunch of free storage space for life on Dropbox. If you are new to the show or just ignored that offer, it looks like you have a chance to get free storage again, this time up to 4.5 gig of storage. You need to get there in 500 meg increments. Dropbox says the following, quote, during this beta period, We are also offering additional free space to automatic uploading of photos and videos. For every 500 meg of photos and video automatically uploaded, you'll receive another 500 meg space bonus, up to 4 gig total, unquote. Looks like you need to download the latest beta software on your computer. We mention this here because we are assuming you can then access the content via the Dropbox app on your iOS device. And you can only find the beta download via the forum post on the Dropbox site. 
Link in the article in the show notes for episode 211 over at todayonios.com. That takes you then to a link to their forum post, which you then you have to link to the more updated forum post for the latest version of the beta software. Good luck with all that. Into the email bag we go, and this is a longer email, but well worth it for jailbreakers. Hi, Rob. More apps and mods to talk about, all working and no conflicts working together. My Assistant is the first one. Another new Siri mod with many new features to make Siri better, with many standard commands, presets like lock, unlock, respring, reboot, turn up and down brightness and volume, etc. All can be personalized to your liking. Works with Activator to set gestures to make commands work. Plus, for fun, custom commands to get Siri to respond to what you ask it, even rude ones. Check it out. Next up, Quick Tweet. Adds a button to the bottom of your notification center to tweet right from the notification center. Next is Quick Scroll 2. Fantastic must-have. Adds a scrolling bar like on your computer to the right side of your screen. Works in app apps that need scrolling. It has a small transparent button that auto changes the size to the length of a page. Good for PDFs too. In settings, set taps to skip pages, etc. Set duration, the bar shows. It adds a bottom scroll above page dots on the home screen to pan through your home pages. And a jump feature like a calculator, uh, tap and jump to home pages. And in the app switcher, Add the scroll right and left and the jumper. Very nice. Next is InfiniDoc. It's a simple scroll for your regular doc icons. It allows for infinite icons. Next is Ringer X VIP. This is new today. It's a great phone ringer and configuration tool. Great because you can have your phone on mute and set individual contacts from your contacts list to ring or vibrate even when muted. Say your boss, wife, lover, or mother whoever, uh, text message or iMessage and SMSs too. And through Activator, set a command to mute all for a set time. Adjust ringtones and volume for each contact you set. So that sounds like it's an answer to uh, someone else who had asked about having for a certain period of time, having it set to block things out uh, when they're in class. So that was Ringer X VIP. Next one Chris talks about is Screen dimmer, a must-have to save battery power. Set the amount of time the screen stays on before dimming and the time for the backlight to go out. Touch screen and wakes up, and other features are in the settings as well. Next up is Shrink, which is a great tool to shrink the size of your icons on your home screen and, and uh, on your app switcher in conjunction with Iconoclasm, an icon layout tool to configure the amount of rows and layouts. A must get, I use four rows and five columns shrunk to 75% of original size with these. All of these are great mods and apps. Some of them are free, some of them are 99 cents, and some go all the way up to $3. Regards, Chris in London. Chris, thanks so much on the feedback on those tweaks and apps. I know oftentimes people email me saying, why do I need to jailbreak or what's the advantage to jailbreak? That list right there is a good list of reasons on why you may want to jailbreak. There was some chatter this past week about a Best Buy customer survey that asked about different types of future products. One of the questions had to do with an Apple TV as in a 42-inch $1,500 HDTV. So did Best Buy spill the beans with this survey? Well, Best Buy was asked by Wired what gives, and Best Buy answered, quote, the customer survey was a routine offer effectiveness survey conducted by one of Best Buy's research partners. Any brand references were hypothetical. The survey is no longer available, unquote. Hmm. The leak survey mentioning a hypothetical Apple TV is no longer available. Would have loved to have been the fly on the wall when that call came in from Apple. I want to mention that Hover has a video out talking about the email marketing and how to opt out easily if you want and how to easily manage the types of messages you get from them. For Hover customers or those looking to use Hover, check out the link to the video in the show notes for episode 211 titled Hover Email Marketing. This video is another reason I really love having Hover as a sponsor and also where I have my domains. Don't forget, 
your 10% discount when you go to tii.hover.com to register for your domains. Again, that's tii.hover.com to get your 10% discount. Thanks, Hover, once again for sponsoring the show. And you know, check out the uh, video if you are a Hover customer or thinking about it. Folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. As always, if you have any feedback, tips, tricks, reviews, whatever that you want to share with the audience, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or record your comments and email them to me at todayinios at gmail.com. And that's going to go ahead and do it for us. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII.